Welcome to Sumo Mainichi. Uh, my name is Dave. I'm here with Amy and also Yuki tonight, and we're here to bring you all the action from day three Natsu Basho taking place in Tokyo, Japan. Another big day of sumo. It sure was. Yuki is in here trying to press all the buttons uh, to stop the podcast from even happening. But <laughs> <laughs> we know that she actually loves sumo as well and wants to talk about it into the microphone, but uh, we'll try and stop her. But yeah, huge day. A uh, big, big day. We thought we'd kick off with something that has uh, the sumo world in a bit of a tiz at the moment. Uh, it's got nothing to do with what's going on on top of the doyo, though, or on the doyo. Uh, it's actually the new theme song. Uh, that is being played with the Abema TV coverage. I know a lot of Western sumo fans take the Abema coverage and we thank them for the service that they do inside and outside of Japan yeah. <laughs> through various legal and illegal channels. The previous theme song has been replaced for this. Oh, this is the first basho that it's changed. Yeah, right? yeah. So this is a totally new song, but... The old song, the song that played for a, a long time was absolutely beloved of the people, wasn't it? Oh, it was. I, I think, I don't know, I really, really liked it. We'll play a little bit in case you haven't heard it before. Yeah, so, an absolute banger. Well, an absolute banger and a song that just says sumo to me. <laughs> I know. Whenever I hear it, I, I just think about it. Um, performed by, uh, written and performed, I should say, by Japanese rap artist AK69. Uh, it goes by another couple of stage names, uh, the other ones being Kalasi Mikoff. Yeah. And this is more when he does his singing. Uh, AK69 is his rap persona. Uh, yeah. Kurasi Nikov is his uh, singing persona. Also goes by the name of Red Star. Yeah. So good rap. Uh, what do you say? Good rap style in having many different names. Yeah. Many AKAs. He's quite famous in Japan, isn't he? He's huge. He's uh, 20 albums into his career. Um Looking him up, well, we just looked up Speed and that song we just played a little excerpt from. What did I say? Three million views yeah. or something like that? Let me have a look. It's massive. And he's touring right now in Japan. Four I million. Think. Yeah, he is. <laughs> oh, imagine seeing that. So uh, it was a bit of a surprise when this new song turned up. So you you gave me this one. You said there's a new AK-69 song coming on a Bema that... Has Terunofuji in the video clip? Yeah, well, I saw Terunofuji posting about it first, I think. And, yeah, he certainly put out the full video since that. We heard it first as the Abema intro, um, and then I've since looked up the full uh, music video. And sure enough, there in the middle, I'll put up a, a um, photo of it on our Instagram, is Terunofuji. So it's all about, it's called Ride With Us. Well, let's take a little listen to the track now. Great. Let's get it, bro. Yeah, 
so this is your more Krasinikov yeah, uh, joint. Yeah, the singing. The singing. Yeah. Got uh, a good voice. He does have a good voice. Yeah. Uh, I think there's been a little bit of uh, auto-tune slapped over that, but that's <laughs> part of the style. We sat down and we watched the video clip tonight. Your thoughts? Well, I love the Terunofuji bit. So it's obviously been recorded sort of separately, maybe in a studio or something, because they do a big, the ride with us theme is, you know, everyone's in cars riding through the city all together, you know, him and AK-69 and all his mates. Uh, but then in the middle, we see uh, um, we see Shiko from Terunofuji with... He's not by himself. He's got his mates there, Midori Fuji and Nishiki Fuji as well. They're very shadowy. They're right in the background. <laughs> they are, aren't they? Yeah. And we had to pause it and like really zoom in. But they are there. Um, Nishiki Fuji, Fuji is more in the light. Yeah. I haven't got any information on who uh, directed this video clip, but it definitely seems to deal in what I want to say is non-linear storytelling because basically the clip up to that point is uh, – AK-69, a.k.a. Karasinikov, a.k.a. Red Star, driving his car on a highway. Yep. He's got his posse there, singing the song, doing the little rap bits. And then at about the halfway point, Terunofuji turns up completely out of context. Yeah, yeah. And he eventually hops in the car with Karasinikov, is <laughs> <laughs> what I call him now. So he does. So, so we see a shot of um, Kurasi and Terunofuji getting in the car. Yep. And then a shot of them on the highway. Now, we were, we were joking that wouldn't it be great if the camera panned back to see Midori Fuji and Nishiki Fuji sitting in the back? It would be super cool. And also, if Terana Fuji was waving like he'd just won a Yusho, <laughs> like it was the Yusho parade. Was, that was left begging and that opportunity. if he wins another Yusho, he has to have AK-69 in the car with him. Like, surely this is the oh, this is part of the deal, right? Yeah, I like this idea a lot. But this it was this point in the clip where I felt, oh, they're exploring some non-linear narrative structures here because the next shot is uh, AK-69 in the car with his other friends. Yeah, then he's back on the highway with his with his mates and not, not a hint of Terunofuji then. So that's why so, I said before I think it was filmed totally separately in a, uh, in a studio. It, but it, what's so, the story? So are you suggesting <laughs> that, that AK-69 made the video clip? He then inked the Abema Sumo theme deal mm. and then they've CGI inserted Terunofuji into the clip? I think he inked the deal. Yep. <laughs> they said... Terunofuji has to be part of this. He, you know, filmed most of it. And they were like, where's Terunofuji? He's like, uh-oh. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> and they're like, all right, we've booked this studio. We need to do a bit in the middle. We need the bridge to be all about Terunofuji. <laughs> I reckon. Um, I'm just going to play that little uh, segment again because this song doesn't sound completely original mm. or the melody. So let's just hear... <laughs> Ride with you by AK69, aka Karasinikov. Yeah, as soon as you heard this, you were like, I know that. I know that song. Yeah, I mean, it sounded a lot like Regulate by Warren G and Nate Dogg. When <laughs> uh, we weren't alone in thinking this, Ben Marshman, uh, Doctor of Henker Sciences at Tokyo Agricultural University, messaged us and said, I reckon that song sounds exactly like Regulate by <laughs> Warren G and Nate Dogg. 
Let's take a listen. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon, Warren G was on the streets, trying to consume some skirts for the Eve, so I could get some phones, rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC, on a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a car full of girls, ain't no need to tweak, all of you skirts know what's up with two. You know what? Days. It's the same key yes. as well. Exactly the same key. So AK-69's gone up, up the octave. Warren stayed down, but... Uh, it's very similar, isn't well, it? Actually, it's a great lick. It's a great lick. It's a classic bit of uh, R&B history. I checked the writing credits on AK69 song because sometimes they will sample or lift melodies. It's very, very common in, in hip-hop to do that. But no, I, if this was taken to court, this would <laughs> this would no doubt be judged as a, a copyright infringement. Mm. So, Abema, how does it feel? <laughs> AK69, how does it feel? Kurasinikov? How does it feel? Do a remix. Um, <laughs> remix. Well, you know, I was thinking about layering them on top of each yeah. other. I think I'd have to mess with the tempos, but maybe we'll if do that later If they were the same the tempo, that would be another I thing. Think same key, same tempo. Regulates a bit slower. slower. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, uh, goodbye. Well, there's one more bit of information that we uncovered well, about this. Yes, and this is something that we will definitely put on our Instagram and Twitter to show you. When we were looking for... Uh, Speedin', which was the old song. So Speedin' is affectionately known by a few other names. Yeah, Chinwagon. Chinwagon. And Weed Dragon, actually, as Weed well. Weed Dragon. <laughs> I always thought it was Chinwagon, as in short for wagging, yeah. to wag your chin or to talk. Yeah, but I always thought, thought it was Chinwagon, as in W-A-G-O-N. But so, so what picture comes into your head when you think about uh, a Chinwagon? I don't know. <laughs> Just like my dreams. <laughs> my dreams are pretty crazy. Right. So just because I tend to do this with uh, songs to do with sumo, I started clicking around and seeing if I could find a live version or an alternative version of Speedin'. And I found a live performance from Nagoya, September 2020. Yep. Where it is subtitled. Yep. So, so we got to see what it actually was. Yep, yeah, and it was G-Wagon. G-Wagon. Wagon, my Yeah, yeah, my yeah, yeah, yeah. W-A-G-O-N, so but G. G-Wagon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that must be a reference to a type of car. Yeah, yep. Yeah. It's the most amazing video. It's oh, my God. AK-69 with three of his mates, and they're all great rappers, and they're all really different as well. Yeah. So they all bring their own thing oh. to their own verse it goes for ages it goes for like four minutes well it's at one point i was like how many friends are you gonna bring out like yeah. it was just Keep rapper coming. after rapper <laughs> it's right in front of nagoya castle so it's outside well, or I, do you think it's green screen i think it might just be a projection on the back but um we'll put the video link up check and fire. it out there's heaps of fire it's so good well it does look when the song kicks in it looks like they've blown up two fuel trucks yeah and the camera's the, the camera's like wobbly <laughs> It's Look, amazing. It's hard to describe. We'll so anyway, we'll take this moment to say, rest in peace, chin wagon. It'll mm. always be chin wagon to me. Mm -hmm. uh, but also welcome ride, ride wit you. Yeah, with me. <laughs> ride wit Terranofuji. Ride wit Nate Dog. Let's talk about sumo. Yeah. <laughs> that should. old thing. We should. Well, we saw something that we knew we would see in one of the 15 days most likely today, and it came around quite quickly. And it was a big old Chiyoshoma henker. 
So he felt the pressure. He didn't win on day one. He didn't win on day two. And you actually said yesterday, not on the podcast, yeah, which would have been way more clever. I think it was after <laughs> after the podcast. I think I, I was looking going, I reckon, who, I, I asked you who's got the t-shirt for yeah. day three and you said yeah. Tim Sumo. Yep. And I thought, I reckon he might be onto something here. But what I saw today, I couldn't believe. Yeah, he was up against Miyogiryu and a huge jump to the right. He did not go on to win. Miyogiryu ended up pushing him out. So that goes down as a failed hanker in the Marshman Index. I hope you've got that one down. I'm sure you did. And that's a, yeah, a T-shirt for Tim who saw it actually. Yeah, in real life. With his very own eyes yeah. because he happened to be there in Tokyo today to see it and that, wasn't in the bathroom. That will, that will be a moment that he will treasure forever. I think so. Seeing Chiyoshoma Hanker when you've got the T-shirt. Now, I do want to say, and I think this is just in the spirit of full transparency, that you tried to wriggle out of sending Tim a T-shirt. Because no, you said, do we give a T-shirt out if the Hanker is unsuccessful? Because Chiyoshoma lost the bout. I said, maybe, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe it should only be if he goes on to win. I know why you're doing this, because these... It's day three. Well, yeah, oh, you, you mean there's plenty anchored, more. Yeah. yeah. The uh, old Sumo Mainichi Finance Department is coming down on us hard at the moment. We're well, giving least, out too many T-shirts. At least we can drive it out to Tim's house. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we don't have to put it in the post. <laughs> We've been meaning to have a night. In fact, the last well, we'd arranged one and then we got sick and we couldn't go. So we'll just arrange it. With the one. cost of petrol these days, though, let's just put it in the, uh, <laughs> put it in the post. Um, Asuniyama. Yes. This was a great bout against Kodnawaka. Asuniyama came out very, very quick. Kodoeko, though, I was so, so impressed with his defense here. He let himself come back very, very quickly, but in control, bucked himself uh, off the Tuara. Stepped aside here. Asuniyama crashed down to the dirt. This looked really, really good for Kodoeko, but a Monoe was called. Yeah, yeah. He certainly put up the most resistance so far to Asuniyama. I mean, yeah. there was no resistance to start off with. But the move on the Tawara I thought was really cool from Kotoeko. He looked really strong. He pushed Asaniyama straight down. It was really hard to see who had gone down first. I thought it was Asaniyama to start off with. Uh, they gave it to Kotoeko. There was a Monoe and they talked about it for quite a while, lots of uh, replays. But they reversed the decision. This, this came as a shock to me. It came as more of a shock to Kotoeko. Yeah. Did you see? I mean, there was a great bit of footage where he just looks to the ceiling of Kokugi Khan as if to ask, what do I have to do? Mm. The, I understand they called him Monoe. It was very, very close. I understand that they have to make a call there. But to me, reversing the call felt so extreme in this case. Yeah. I completely agree. It was very close. I think depending on what angle you looked at, which replay you looked at at what speed, you could say Kotoeko won it. Another speed, another angle, you could say Asuniyama won it. I think in the spirit of that, the competition that was shown in that bout, just give them another go. Toru Naoshi, I think, was the call that should have happened here. Look, I think so too. And I know that there's a predominant thought that Kotoeko was still up in the air but all the way out um, over the Tawara um, and that Asuniyama hadn't touched down yet. Oh. I don't know if it's that clear cut. I really don't. Yeah. I really don't subscribe to that. I've watched 
so much, Sumo, and it is not that clear-cut every single time around. I'm not going so far to say that they gave Asanyama the win for any reason. I'm just saying that that, for me, personally, should have been a toenail. Yeah, and I think... Uh, I don't know. I know they've got people they need to keep in jobs up in the replay department. But <laughs> all the time, I tellies. think the minute you start rocking frames to see or oh, what ha- like happened, just do it. Do it again. Yeah. It's it's sumo's not that kind of sport to me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. We got two Tori Nelshi's yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> zero today where we should have had one. Yeah, I think so. So Asaniyama he goes to three and zero, and Kotoeko just to see the disappointment. On his face, nobody needs to go through that, <laughs> a.k.a. me, a.k.a. 69 me. Hiradumi, he looked fantastic today, really enjoyed his bout against Takanosho. It was Hiradumi's second win, a bit of a spirited fight back. Takanosho looks really, he always looks energetic, but uh, he's winless I, so I thought far. I thought he had a spring in his step today, and, and I thought that he really took it to Hiradumi. Yeah, but another day... And maybe another basho of Takanosho losing bouts he should be winning. Yeah, absolutely. Hokuto Fuji stepped up uh, next and his right knee is super bandaged. I just wanted to make mention of this because we... Is it super bandaged? It just looks like a normal knee bandage. It's it not looked ter- like a Terunofuji style bar across oh, it I might to have me. To go, really? I might need to yeah, go and have go a look and at have that another again. Look. Yeah, right. And I thought the reason I noticed it, because you don't always notice bandaging because there's a lot of... A lot of guys who are very bandaged all the time. But the reason I noticed it was that at the uh, touchy eye, Hokuto Fuji was, was, had his body angled on a weird angle. Mm. So he kind of had that bandaged knee back a bit and his hips were swiveled around. And I, I don't think he always starts like that at least. Well, no, I don't think I've ever seen him do that before. Yeah. You notice it straight away. Yeah. And it looked like in the rest of the bout, he was protecting his knee a little bit, especially when he came crashing down. He lost against Sadanumi. Um, but, yeah, just really looked like he was very much protecting that right knee. So I just don't think that looks great for him. <laughs> uh, another couple of bouts before we get to Sanyaku. Uh, Mitakumi survived an early scare against Tamawashi to take their record to 28-8 Mitakumi's <laughs> way. Can you believe that? I I can't because of Tamawashi's more recent form, I think. That's why it seems surprising to me. But I guess Mitakumi just must have really run over him in the, the earlier days. Yeah, very interesting stuff. Uh, look, Meisei yeah. today looked so good. He looked 10 years younger in his bout he against... He is sprightly at the moment. Kim Bozan. Yeah, well, so with this win today, moves to 3-0. and zero. The footwork on display from Meisei here, he was always just rotating, rotating, rotating didn't really give Kim Bozan any kind of target to aim for in front of him. I thought it was brilliant sumo from Maysay. I reckon we've been looking for him to show his old chaotic style and he did today. Oh. Yeah, and that's that's 3-0. I love seeing it. Kim Bozan, he's one and two, just struggling a little bit at his highest rank, Maegashira five. Well, yeah, after that big, someone say over-promotion. <laughs> a little bit. It's fine. Sanyaku, uh, the first match was Kodnowaka and Nishiki Fuji. And Nishiki Fuji still hasn't troubled the scoreboard. Kodnowaka just let him come forward, pulled him straight down. Uh, and that's 3-0 for Kodnowaka. He looks unstoppable. Yeah, well, there was something about his sumo today. I'm just starting to see that aura forming around yeah. him. Yeah. This was no, no problem for Kodnowaka today. Tobizaru faced up against Hoshoryu. Uh, Tobizaru. Uh-oh. What did you do? You moved right at the touchy eye and he just rolled Hoshoryu down. Was this a hanker? 
Uh, I watched it a couple of times. It wasn't as clear cut a hanker as Chia Shoma, but I would argue that it was it was one because he took a big step to the right. Okay, so that's the end of your sentence. But it was a <laughs> what I'm going to say is it was a dirtier one, I reckon. Oh, really? Because yeah, because he did it against Hoshoryu to oh. get a win against a Sekiwake. Chia Shoma hankered Nyogiryu yeah, in like the I second mean, bout of the day, right? Yeah, or third bout it, of the day. It, great. That's fine. Yeah, okay. Like you can do No, that. I, I agree. And Tobizaru probably shouldn't be doing that at all. It just says to me I'm nervous about Hoshoryu and so therefore I'm going to try something tricksy and not even tricksy. You know, I was right on the verge of being a meet and move, I think, because he did, he did kind of get caught. It was like he got well, caught on Hoshoryu, actually. I think he pioneered. If we want to entertain the idea that it wasn't a hanker, I think he's pioneered something called the move and meet oh, yeah. because he definitely yeah. moved before he met. Yeah. That's uh, so that's the kind that's of revolution. That's the gray area in between hankers and meet and moves. I think uh, with that loss of Hoshori, is that was our first Sekiwake loss of the Basher yeah. on day three. He looked rueful. He did. Kiribayama came up next against Arby. Kiribayama, as he has always been for quite a while now, he was on the front foot. Arby backed off. He took a giant leap for mankind across the doyo, landed on the Tawara, and Kiribayama, his feet didn't keep up and he just went down. I watched the replay of this a couple of times. Like What Arby did here was pure magic. To launch himself uh, like under pressure, uh, from Kiribayama, but to land on right on top of the bales. Like we've seen people step up on the Tawara all the time. Every day of the week you see that. But to jump, launch yourself and then land on there. Yeah. Unbelievable sumo. It, it really reminds me of Arby's movement because it, it can be really, I mean, he's very flexible and we see mm. that in his legs every day, which reminds me about Ura's flexibility oh, today yeah. that he showed when he didn't want to step out and instead, instead of overbalancing, he basically did other legs straight up into the air and a beautiful ballet pose. There's some great uh, images going around of that yeah. uh, end of that bout. Uh, the next bout was Shodai Wakamoto Haru. Shodai, I think, looked stronger uh, straight out of the touchy eye. I thought so too. Wakamoto Haru got a belt grip and eventually got both hands on, but you still felt like Shodai's just a bit bigger. He looked a bit stronger. Shodai started to move Wakamoto Haru across to the uh, Tawara, and I thought, this is over. Then at the last second, in literally the blink of an eye, Wakamoto Haru was able to haul Shodai around and out. I screamed. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> you did. I, I was already screaming for Shodai. I mean, this was a massive battle of the hearts for me. Um, obviously, love both of these guys. I think it emerged halfway through, maybe surprisingly, that I was barracking for Shodai. So I was giving yeah, him a bit of an encourage forward. But certainly, I don't know why more people don't look out for it. Maybe they're not watching the Wakamoto Haru tapes, but they've got to start because he is so good at doing this. He's yeah. so quick on the bales. So true. It's so, so true. Uh, it's like people can't feel it in his body that he's going to do it. You know, do, if he starts to turn, you might feel it and you're like, oh, he's going to do it. But he's... He's so quick, he just don't He's feel so it. so quick. But I, I can remember over the last few Bashos, uh, Wakamoto Haru's taken some losses where he's tried something on the bales where I go, don't do that. Because mm. that's the kind of thing that causes injury when you try to manufacture oh, a win yeah. when you're already going out. This, I mean, this this happened when both of their feet were still in the doyo. So this felt like a really, really clever move. But 
I don't know. Don't love him having to win in this way. Yeah, he's back. Yeah, well, all yeah, bits. Maybe. Yeah. All bits. Daesho came up against Nishikigi. Nishikigi did so well here. He stuck to Daesho like glue and he just took him around the uh, doyo and Daesho couldn't get away from him to get his signature pushes in. But eventually he just wrenched himself. He put all of his energy into one yoink, pulled himself away from Nishikigi and then it was over. Then he was just able to push him out. Nishikigi represented himself and his family very, very well <laughs> today he? against Daesho. Something we've spoken about before, though, is sometimes you just feel that Nishikigi doesn't have that killer instinct all the way through the bout. And we, you could just feel him flag a little bit where he's like, well, I've tried everything I can against Daesho. I guess it's time to lose. Uh, but he's completely capable of matching it with these uh, Sekiwake, that's for sure. Yep. Did really well. Well, a big bout up next, Takakesho versus Midori Fuji. So Takakesho coming into this basho with the left knee injury, and then you told me that he injured his right knee yesterday. Apparently. I just saw it today, actually. Um, and that's why yesterday we noted that both the knees were absolutely taped up in the beautiful star formation. It's some nice tape. i got to say, that is some beautiful tape work. It's better than Ochiai's shoulder tape <laughs> that <laughs> well, we were commenting we, on the other yeah, day. It's true. It's true. Uh what happened in this bout, though, this was beautiful controlled sumo from Takakesho. I think I was watching this very much cognizant that he was carrying these knee injuries. Mm. But what we saw is very, very effective movement of the feet. So wasn't over committing, uh, wasn't trying to move too fast or go too hard at Midori Fuji. And really, in the end, a couple of well-placed thrusts, continuing on with that sharp footwork, uh, gave Takakesho the win. I did think that I could see the lessened power I suppose because there are a few pushes where I thought well they would just send Midori yeah. Fuji flying <laughs> normally then there was a he tried to pull him down and also sometimes that works for Takakesha yes. because he can get such a big yank um, and that also didn't work so I, I can see the way it's affecting him I suppose and Midori Fuji not in form that's what did I say yesterday he had seven in a row maybe this is eight in a row or maybe yeah, seven Losses in a row, yeah. sorry. So Midori Fuji obviously not in form. He he was flailing around a lot. There was a lot of movement from Midori Fuji and I think that just allowed Takakesho that extra time to make those pushes eventually land. Yeah, I think you're very, very right about that. This made me think about revolutionising the way we think about Ozeki. Yeah. So Takakesho's Karaban. Yeah. Carrying this injury, if he doesn't get eight wins, he's out. Yeah. Out of Ozeki. Yeah. So if you're going to take away Ozeki status so easily, you should give it, give Ozeki status more easily. And so here's the system I've come up with. Yeah. You either need 30 wins. You just need 30 wins over three from Sekiwako. All right. Yep. Make it easy. Make it easy. So there should be heaps of Ozeki. Well... The thing is, Ozeki, it's so, so hard. I mean, Takakesho probably needs to to go Kyujo and get himself right. Mm. But the pressure on being Ozeki and the pressure of well, he has to turn up and try, mm. potentially injure him, himself further, mm. disappoint his fans. He should just go, I'm just going to get well. And all I've got to do is get, I don't know, another 30 wins. Sekiwake. Look, I haven't thought this through completely, <laughs> but I, I feel like we're making it too hard for people. I would say Ozeki is surely the most, the rank... Oh. With the most pressure. Well, think, if you're Yokozuna, take six months off. Yeah. 
it's fine. But yep. Ozeki is just relentless. And I think that, you know, sport across the world has got, you know, as people, as we understand sports science better, it, it gets hard. People get stronger. The, the fights are harder. The toll it takes on people's bodies is just, it's just too much. Mm. I don't know. I, I know that we've got Seki Wake doing really, really well, but it just feels like, and look, I know Tucker K show won today, but I'm just not looking forward to another 12 days of Tucker K show hauling himself around trying to find wins. One thing I did realize today was how much I don't want him to lose Ozeki status. Like yeah. it was only a couple of months ago that the Yokozuna hype was yeah. happening. You yeah. know, he's done so well. Anyway. <laughs> and at the injury, yeah. All right, well, write a Stanley word. No, well, I, I, one. no, I feel like I need to get the butcher's paper out and the post-it notes and just play with a few ideas, oh, yeah. do a bit of ideation. A bit of kindness and yeah. a bit of respect. Yeah, get some values, yeah. Ozeki values, and, and then get down to the numbers. Yeah. I didn't think that through. 10 <laughs> over 30 wins over three from Sekiwake. Is that easy? I think so. Well, 33 well, is the easier. current thing now. Yeah, but you can do that from anywhere. Yeah. And it also, that allows you to have a couple of So you're making ones. it harder by making it 30 from Sekiwake. Well, let's say 30 from Sanyaku. Anyway, look. I'll, <laughs> you haven't thought I'll about work this. this. I haven't thought about this. I'll work it out in my own time. Okay, the tell final, us about the final Yes, route. final about Terunofuji v Endo. So I thought that they would have fought more times, but their record is nine and five. Uh, Endo, yeah, he just got spun around 360 today and then almost pushed out. Terunofuji did have to come back and give him one extra push. I think he thought he'd given him enough to go out with, but uh, he did that. And that was a fairly easy win for Terunofuji, but one where we saw the most sumo that we've seen from him so far. So I think we saw him take four steps and do one push. Yeah. So that's that's good sumo from Terunofuji. It was, a da- it was a beautiful dance. Well, Terunofuji didn't spin though. He, s- he spun, spun and he spun Endo. Endo. Sure did. Uh, well, we've got a few Rikishi on three wins. Yes, there's Terunofuji, Daesho, Wakamoto Haru, Kodnawaka, Meisei and Asaniyama. So that was two Sekiwake today that lost, Kiribayama and Hoshoryu. Um, and yeah, the other two going great guns. Great stuff. Thanks for joining us on Sumo Mainichi. Today we'll be back tomorrow to bring you all the action from day four. Bye. Bye.